We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The Daily Show, but only about the NFL? Then, first and foremost, I implore you to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Sergeant Carlo Navas, and with me today, we have producer, co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey, yo! We have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. What up? Alf's dead from, he's over-podcasted. It's like, I'm, opinions. I'm so podcasted. Five, five on the floor. He's like, he's all podcasted out. We're getting leftover Yo, takes. don't sleep on light-skinned opinions, though. Don't Very sleep on light-skinned opinions this week. Check out Light Skin Opinion. Now, I'm not a big Light Skin Opinions guy because Parrish pisses me off, but this week, <laughs> fire. Parrish barely spoke, and it was amazing. Not like legit. Uh, Alf, Alf and the guys did an awesome job about breaking down what exactly is going on uh, with the impeachment process right now. I was really disconnected from the whole thing, so uh, Alf and Maddox did a if great job. If you want the barbershop of- version of the whistleblower report and the impeachment process, go to download Light Skin Opinions. It, it it was good and I, I feel very up to date after that. So check that out. 
Light skin opinions, five reasons for I'm sure we got a bunch of facts wrong. What fuck facts? Who cares, man? What are facts? You know who's here to bring us facts? David Vermil of Locked On Heat. What's up, David? You forgot his up. podcast there for a second. I was going to say Locked On Sports because I'm just like, I, I'm thinking like general big picture, and I was like, Locked On Pause Heat. Locked well, on there, there is the general locked on NBA of which yeah, we are also on, the host. But, David yeah. Locked. yeah, every Wednesday, right, David? Uh, it's actually Tuesday, Brian. Damn it, Damn. He's not Jenna Marbles. David, welcome to the program, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are not with Wes today. Wes is, Wes is busy. Um, and we're we didn't invite Wes. No, he's not busy. We just didn't invite him this time. We just didn't invite him. I just wanted to be nice. We actually invited David because he wrote a really good story about Dion. And uh, we, I want to ask David if he's in the tank for Dion. So let's start there. Uh, David, what the hell did you write uh, real quick for the people that don't know? And where can they find it? Well, I contribute to Forbes. And uh, as part of my contributions lately, I wrote about Dion Waiters and specifically having talked to his trainer, David Alexander of DBC Fitness in Miami. And the work he's been doing with Dion since last season, actually, and more importantly, what he's been doing with him this offseason and the kind of incredible work that Dion's undergone in order to become uh, the lighter, healthiest version of himself ever. David, something I thought was really interesting when I saw your story was Dion has made himself really accessible lately. Uh, I know Rohan and Cardi of Sports Illustrated wrote another great piece about him earlier. The Carney, this year. The Carney. And Cardi, yeah. I always say his name wrong. I love you, Rohan. <laughs> Rohan's the best. Um, Locked on more than us. This is why mm-hmm. Rohan likes Locked on better. You know, Rohan used to be ours, and now he's going on Locked on more because I don't say his name right. Because David, David, I'm bad with names. He's also a sellout. Yeah, he's a sellout. You're a sellout, Rohan. Love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> but but no, but yeah, Rohan wrote this piece about Dion, and I know Rohan's in the tank for Dion. Now you know you're writing this about Dion's trainer, and I think it's really interesting. About I kind of feel like Dion cares about. Kind of what people think of him. I, I I never would have pegged Dion for someone like that. But how how true do you think that is? That Very. like he's making himself accessible because I think maybe kind of the narrative around him has soured to a point that like I feel like he's a punchline to a lot of people. And I think Dion's like actually really serious about correcting that image. Absolutely, I, I think he's very sensitive about it. I I think the injury kind of sent him into a funk and to begin with, like he, from everything he said and from what Alexander told me, he, he was major depressed about you know, the whole injury, not being able to go out there. One of the things he kept reiterating is how much Dion loves the sport. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but the reality is that for a guy like Dion, it was his opportunity to get out of his neighborhood and the tragedies that he's seen in Philadelphia growing up. And for him to be able to prove himself at this level, he's always had you know confidence in his ability and for him not to be able to prove that because of the injury really rocked him to the core, which is why he kind of fell into a funk and which is why he put on the weight to begin with. One of the things that didn't make into the story or the piece that I wrote was, you know, David Alexander believes that Dion was probably burning up to like 4,000 to 6,000 calories per game when he's out on the floor because of how much they run on a daily basis. And, and, and for him not to have that kind of activity level, obviously you're going to start putting on weight if you maintain the same eating habits that you did while you were playing. But moreover, to your point, yeah, he was absolutely depressed. And then, you know, to hear all the kinds of things, the jokes about Dion Waiters, you know, W-E-I-G-H-T-E-R-S, et cetera, those kinds of insults, they, they, they take a toll on it. I think like, players are, they do watch social media. They do follow for their names. And they do, they do see when people are being critical of them. And it's not like it was his choice. I mean, obviously, he put on weight. But it's not like he chose to get hurt. It's not like he chose to have to go through surgery in order to correct the, the surgery fracture. Uh, I'm sorry, the ankle fracture. And so 
like these kinds of things kind of take their toll. And, and, and now he's trying to do whatever he can to, to regain that confidence. And from everything that we've seen and from what I've heard, it looks like he's got that confidence back and then some. Yeah, uh, David, and I mean, the rest of the guys, everybody, one of the things I've been saying all summer long is that one of the big differences, um, one of the things that will take this team from like a 45 win team to a 48, 49, 50 win team is if they have like that second unit, um, James Johnson, I, I, I eventually figured Deion Waiters is going to make his way to the second unit. I know he doesn't want that. But I think Tyler Hero is eventually going, going to start because of spacing when it comes to justice. But I feel like what's going to take this team to a third seed, because I think a lot of people are talking about the three seed now, because Zach Lowe, Sedano, I think a lot of people have made that, uh, have made that leap to say that the Heat are, are going to be a top four seed. I think they have to have something big out of Dion this year. Because when you look at this team and you look at guys that create, can create their own shots, um, guys who can spot up, who can who can take that catch and shoot three pointer. I mean, Dion is ripe for a breakout season if he's healthy. So I think that's why I kind of like what what you're writing about. What a lot of people are talking about. It, it gets me excited for what we can see out of Dion this year because, I mean, Dion last year you could tell just off of the defense alone, like his defense slipped so hard and. Dion's not a uh, take it easy type of player. I just felt like he just never got right last year. And then towards the end, he got a little bit better. Right. But I just feel like he was never right last year. So if he can get right this year, I think he can have a big year. Well, I, I mean, I, I think he's there physically, to, to your point. Uh, you know, from, from what you were saying, actually, I think that kind of aligns with what David Alexander explained to me, which was that the, the kind of work that they were doing last year when Dion first came to DBC Fitness was just try to get me healthy enough so that I'm not going to break down during the course of the season. It was important for him to get back out there to do what he could, especially to play alongside Dwayne Wade for his last dance. And those kinds of things mattered. But, you know, obviously he was still packing on a lot of weight. I think he finished the season at around 230 or so, maybe 225 maybe. Either way, he was still a lot heavier than he should be. He's 10 pounds lighter than that now. And he looks like he's healthier. I mean, from everything that Alexander explained to me, he is – leaner than he's ever been he's stronger than he's ever been he's quicker more explosive one of the quotes that he gave me was that Dion told him I'm getting to the point where I'm dunking on guys and I'm not even thinking about it like he has that kind of elevation that maybe he never displayed when he was in a heat uniform and so now we're finally going to start to see him uh, at his peak maybe I, I think he's ready to be the best version of himself he's entering that point in time he's still only 27 as long as he's say, been in the league he's yeah. only 27 years old yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's right for that. I, look, I, I don't think Tyler Hero is ready for the starting lineup now. I don't think he will be in his rookie season either. I mean, I, I, I get your point about spacing the floor, but he's not – one of the things he told my, my co-host at, at uh, Lockdown Heat, Wes Goldberg, is that he's not comfortable as a spot-up shooter. He likes having the ball in his hands. He likes just pulling up from long distance. And so he has to incorporate spot-up shooting into his, you know, his repertoire because he's just not there yet. And, and so that's something that he's going to have to develop over the course of the season. I think the natural touch is there. Clearly, he's a very good shooter, but I think he likes doing it off the dribble more than anything else. And so I wonder, you know, he's not going to have the ball in his hands a lot because with Jimmy out there, with Goron, with Justice, with everybody else that's a, you know, a lead ball handler, Tyler Hero seems like more of a secondary or maybe even a tertiary playmaker. So he's going to have to learn how to adapt to fit into the starting lineup. I still think that Deion's going to be the starter, to be 100% honest with you. 
I really agree with that uh, on all fronts, Dion being the starter as well. The thing with Tyler that I'm actually more concerned about is kind of knowing how Spolstra operates and how they're going to, what they're going to want from him defensively. Right. Um, and especially because we're, I think the rebounding numbers are going to be really unsure. So if, if we're not sure about how they're going to rebound the ball, I do think that they're going to really try to focus to have the defenses out there. I would not be surprised, David, if they really try to make Tyler into kind of a Wayne Ellington plus his first year. I imagine they're going to work a lot on that off-ball movement stuff. Right. And the fact that he's going to have a dribble, a, a, a three off the dribble is going to kind of add. I felt like Miami was really lacking last season in, in their pull-up game. I mean, other than Dwayne, nobody was really comfortable taking them. And right. I think that that middle of the floor was always really, really open and available for them, but they just had nobody. So they were playing like three-point line to paint and guys were not shooting off the dribble because we knew that other than Dwayne, nobody was really willing to take threes off the dribble. So you kind of have like this really, even if they were spaced, it wasn't really spaced because the defenses knew what the guys were going to do. So I think Harrow's going to add a bit of that, but I don't know if he'll be able to start because there there are defensive questions for a small guy. Yeah, I think those are pretty legitimate. I, I mean, look, he, he is somewhat undersized. I mean, he, he's not comfortable dealing with, I think, NBA-level players, and that's going to take some time. I mean, I don't know that they want to force him out there into the lineup and, and kind of expose him. So I, I think they'd rather kind of bring him up slowly, to be honest with you. I agree with David because it took them, what, two seasons before they made Justice a starter and took them about three seasons before they made Bam a starter. So I wouldn't put the pressure on Tyler Hero just right yet. Um, yeah, I don't they're, think he's they're careful. They're going to be careful. I don't think he them. starts game one, but I think if he's able to do some of the things that you saw him do in Summer League, I think if the Heat. Oh, come on. It's Summer a, League, though. Like, I mean, I yeah, know we want to find it. Yeah. Listen, I get it. Listen, I understand that. It, you know, I mean, I understand that Summer League, it's, it's, it's not the regular NBA. But what I'm saying is if he can do some of those things, if he can, if he can, if the Heat's offense gets off to a slow start to the first half of the year, and they start realizing they need real, real legitimate shooting in that starting lineup. I could see where, because of uh, with, with, paired with Justice, I feel like in the long run, Tyler Harrow is a better is a better uh, backcourt mate to Justice than Deion Waiters is. Now, starting the season, game one of the season, I think it has to be Deion Waiters. I know people are talking about Goran Dragic. Um, People start talking about moving Jimmy Butler to the two and starting Derrick Jones Jr. I think all that is nonsense. Like you have to, you have to start Deion Waiters with with uh, Justice Winslow. But I think eventually, if that, if and it, it, a lot of this, there's a bunch of caveats. If the Heat's offense is, you know, 19th in the league around All Star break, and they decide they need more shooting and better spacing, I could see them bringing in a guy, bringing a guy like Hero off the bench. I know he's a rookie, but it's also a Spo kind of move where, yeah, he doesn't always trust rookies, but sometimes he will go with the unconventional start with the unconventional starter as long as it 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 kind of lends itself to what kind of offense he's trying to run. So I could I could see it. But like I said, game one, day one, opening night, I think Deion Wade is a starter at shooting guard. I'm kind of concerned. So, like, looking at the starting lineup, I, I really do think that they're going to start Goron and Justice together. Hmm. I have a bad feeling. I don't really want that, but I, I do feel like that's well, probably where yeah, it's going to head. And that's something that Leif had uh, mentioned in the last podcast that we had, that he had yeah. heard at, I'm not sure exactly who, but someone that he's talked to frequently has mentioned that 
he thinks the starting lineup would have Justice at the three, uh, Dion at the two, Dion, not Dion at the two, um, Jimmy. Jimmy at the two, and Goron at the point. Ideally, with, with Kelly and Bam as your front court pairing. I, ideally, I'd like Dion at the two, Jimmy at the three, and Justice at the one with Kelly and Bam, but. I do think that we're probably going to head in a direction with that. And maybe what what happens is that they close games. And I do think that teams usually start big, right? I, I think teams usually throw out their bigger lineups first. So I don't think it's a horrible idea to have Justice in at, at the three and defend other threes. That is um, a horrible idea. Like, let's I, I don't like it. I, I don't like, like it. Stop. I'm just trying let's, to think. Like, let's stop with the caveats and bullshit. Like, if Justice Winslow is not the starting point guard game one, it's a horrible idea. Like, Dude, like it's you, just, know, you, let's, know, you know where this is going, though. You, no, you know, but, you know how it's going to be. My thoughts no, on Goron, you know, look, I, I'll just throw this about Goron. It's like he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster opening day. Like, why he wasn't you? I mean, why the hell he start? Yeah, they're not. They don't view him as a starter. Like, I, I mean, that's the, not to knock whoever it was that that Lave talked to, but at the same time, it's like he he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster. I think they're comfortable at his age bringing him off the bench because he's competent because he's not pushing for minutes he's he's not proving Wait, wh- why himself. would he not push for minutes in a contract year because like, because at, he's at not going to get a contract next year anyway he's not going to no, get he's, a he's going to get a contract oh, I'm sorry. Not he's, gonna, he's gonna get a deal i'm just saying he's not he's not angling for 15 million plus he's not going to do that he's gonna i mean he's gonna whatever veteran the, contract he can get he's gonna teams get are gonna have cap space and there's nobody that's a free agent especially if I'm, his listen position. here's if my, my pitch to go on is this come off the bench Right. He's only thirty-two, David. Like, be, be you know what I mean? Man. Like, a team's gonna talk themselves into. Hey, but yeah, uh, but but but, gee, where where can he show future value more? Starting or coming off the bench, averaging fourteen, fifteen points a game, playing eighteen, nineteen, twenty minutes, being fresh, being healthy. He's actually almost thirty-four. He's actually he, almost thirty-four. By the way, he's I'm thirty-three not, and a half. Well, you just asked Gianni to do basketball. Well, basketball Reference had him at thirty-two, so. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Basketball Reference: thirty-three and one hundred and forty-two days. Refresh and, your page. Yeah, 30, refresh your page. Oh, you're saying thirty-three and one hundred forty-four days? Uh, yeah, uh, thirty-three oh, and one hundred forty-two days. He's thirty-two. He's thirty-two right now. No, he's thirty-three. His age right now. He's born in nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> thirty-three years ago. Thirty-three and a half years ago. He's gonna be almost thirty-five. Did I read the, the internet wrong? Next season. Yeah, I read the internet wrong. Okay, he's thirty-three. That page, G. It's been open for that long. Um, I always have a Goran Dragic basketball reference page open. So I do think, refresh the Justice Winslow page because we gave him a nickname on there. Justice better. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that, especially considering the, the economics of the league going forward and next year and how there's going to be no free agents and, you know, point guards are, are valuable. But why do you think player. it matters what Goran wants? I mean, because... You, because players have Dwayne Wade came mod- off the bench last year, dude. Yeah, because Dwayne willingly did it, but like okay, you, but that, you're pretending that players don't have a modicum of, of I, uh, influence on coaching decisions. Yeah, but I understand. But okay, now you you look at what Dave Dave just said. He was not even playing. He was not on the plans for this season, right? They were trying to trade him in the off season. Justice Winslow is on every piece of promotional material there is out there. If if anything, the Heat are trending towards justice and trying to work their way away from Goron. Why make Goron the starter game one? Of, uh, I of hope the you're right. Season? I hope you're right. I yep. just know Spolstra and I know how he operates. Well, and I think not- I, I think there's something else to think about, and it kind of plays into probably where our next topic will be, which has to do with Chris Paul. And I heard it on Locked On Heat, um, so I'll probably steal your takes anyway. But um, I think either Wes or David, one of you two, were mentioning how. This opening star, especially with the Chris Paul rumors, they're going to try to see what the roster can bring in terms of value. 
And what better way than just to give Justice Winslow the reins to run point and see what he can provide, uh, just facilitating and, and doing everything he needs to prove <laughs> that he is a NBA point guard and not just an NBA point guard, a starter that could, you know, potentially push them towards playoff contention and beyond. So I think they're going to give ju- Justice as much reign as they gave Josh Richardson at the beginning of the season last year. That's right. And who knows what happens from there on if, if they feel like Justice is, re- is regressing or is just not taking of, another step. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, he might not even regress. He just might not take that next leap into stardom, which is the problem. And they're expecting him to do so. They're kind of counting on it. And that's why stardom? they were willing to, well, at least be a, a competent, high-level starter. How about that? Yeah, if okay, not like uh, a yeah. superstar. Not a, you know, not a top 50 player, but at least top 75 maybe. I like a him in like a point guard. Iguodala role. Like I like him like doing that. Well, what justice from what he said in an interview of Wes, he wants to be a point guard. He doesn't yeah. want to be a. He's wing. maintained well, that for a long time. The Iguodala role, like that's I like not, that. I we like, gotta you stop. Like that with, we him? gotta stop doing that with justice. I like that's that. Not con- I mean, obviously, is. he's not Iguodala, but I I like him in that role. See, but that's another thing. Like like when we're talking about Goron, to me, Iguodala can fit that role or fit that role in Golden State because. He was comfortable in where he was, where he didn't have to be a starter. He didn't have anything to prove. He'd already been an Olympian, a champion, et cetera, all these things that, that you know, he's he's satisfied with where his role is in the in the NBA at this point, and he's comfortable as a bench player, as a six-man, a super six-man, but still a six-man. I don't think Justice is that guy. At 22, he's still looking to prove himself. He wants the That's ball fair. in his hands. He wants, to be a, a, he wants to be a starting point guard. He's comfortable making plays for others. Goron, conversely, at almost 34, is like well, you know what? I, I'm I know I'm not going to win a ring. Probably it, the window is more than likely closed for him. He's not the kind of player that attracts buzz around the league as oh, this is a guy I have to add to our roster at almost twenty million per year in order to cement our chances of a title. If you look at the legitimate contenders in the Western Conference, I don't think any of them are saying well, Goron's the difference between us, you know, getting past X team in the West in order to win a finals or in order to win a title. So he's just not that kind of guy. And so with that window closed, like that window was open for him in 2015 when they traded for him, but that's, that's a long time from now. And, you know, obviously with Chris Bosch and, and Dwayne Wade going the way they did and that roster kind of falling apart, I think he's, he's kind of had to accept the fact that he's not going to win a title. And so whatever contract he gets next year is a bonus. Um, and I don't, I, I don't, I really see him don't making, think a guy at, at 33 years old that can still clearly play is just going to be okay with coming. Why off do the you, bench. why do you say clearly play? Like when he's, he's facing injury as much as he, look, I love Goron personally. I'm talking to him. He's fantastic. But at the same time, like, I, I just don't see him as being an impact player around the league. I, I think it's Dave, just Dave, you got to understand. He has not watched a lot of heat basketball over the last year and a half. Who me? I don't think Kyle Lowry's that guy. either. Dude, man, like, if the heat trade for Kyle Lowry, dude, that, I that, listen. Kyle's a sneaky good, sneaky good point guard right, for this team. Up. Shut up! Oh god! Shut up! We're not stop. having this podcast for the fiftieth episode in a row. It's always a wrap. But yeah, but you know who might Dave, be that guy. Watched, you know who might be He really be that hasn't guy. watched a lot of Heat basketball. He's been really focused on the Raptors and supposedly the Jaguars. So he still thinks he's like the last person on earth that one thinks, and two baby. That Justice Winslow is uh, an Iguodala, Kawhi Leonard No, hold on, type. wait a second. I, I, the reason, and the reason why I, I said the Iggy comp, and I do agree with David about, about him having a more expanded role. You said O'Kara White was Chris Bosh light. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my worst take ever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Evan Cohen clear. never came back on the show again after that. 
Whoa. I love Evan Cohen, and he literally never came on the show again after I said that. That's not true. You had him on with Sedona at the same time. I did. That's right. I don't even remember. My brain's Jesus. my brain's on the fritz. Um, we need a fact checker at the end of every episode. I need a fact checker. I mean, we have Brian. Brian. Brian and David are fact checking me. Jeez, like, like Ron Burgundy. It's horrible. What happened? My brain is deteriorating before our eyes. We're melting. Five on the floor is melting us. We're we're buckling under the pressure. <laughs> you said before our eyes on a podcast, like people can see. Yeah, listen, yeah. Brian, just leave it alone. I just listen. I just felt that Justice is a Justice has such a unique skill set in the sense of he can do a little bit of everything, and he can do a little bit of everything really well. He he can, he's starting to shoot the ball really well. He can he can dribble. He's a great defender. He can do lots of creative things and offenses. He's a very very good passer. He has great floor vision. He can do short rolls. He can be the pick and roll man. He can be the screener. Like what I meant about him playing the Iguodala role is that he can fit. He he could be a utility player on a really on no, a championship see, level team. Is what I, the problem is the problem is turning him into utility play, a utility player and not giving a young guy a, a, no, you're a right. defined role. I totally agree like with you. If I'm wrong. They, I agree they, with you. They tried they tried that shit with Justice and it just doesn't work. Give the man a defined role. Like the, one of the things about Justice and I it, I know it's hard to 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 picture a uh, a guy who's been through all this and got to the NBA, but his confidence is a big thing with him. And if you don't give him a defined role, say the ball is in your hand, you are a starting point guard, we've seen what happens. Like, he will always give you something. But if you want the best out of Justice Winslow, define his role, put him out there, and give him the confidence and he can, where he can be aggressive and not be – where he's not afraid he's going to get pulled off the floor for making two mistakes in a row. I, I, will say, I will say to your point, G, that – he should have been playing that utility role. I mean, if you think about where this roster is, like this is a roster that should still have had Chris Bosh on it, Dwayne Wade, even as an aging player, Goran Dragic still healthy. I mean, he wasn't supposed to be the star, even when they selected him with a 10th pick. I don't think they ever viewed him as a, a star. He was supposed to be a complimentary player to stars that were already on that roster and any other stars that you might have acquired, acquired over the last four years. So, And his impact that season was probably the most like tangible. tangible? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he, I remember we were like happy at the end of games. He was like eating Paul George alive on defense, right? right? Like, because he he had a. Well, very... What does Spolster always say about him that he makes winning plays? Like those that that first year, he was able to just kind of rove around making those plays without having to make like a really, you know, major production point impact. You know, it, it wasn't about numbers for him. He was just diving for loose balls, harassing guys on the perimeter, et cetera. And, and he's obviously a very, very good defender. And he's brilliant. He's a really smart guy. Like, you talk to him and you see how smart he is and on the court. he's He has really high IQ. Yeah. The, but I feel like that wasn't his most tangible impact. I think so. I, I think, think his most tangible was impact winning. was last year. Okay, but last year with, with Goran out as a starting point guard, the team was also winning because <laughs> they had better players. Right. But with Goran out as a starting point guard, that was his most tangible impact. When you look at what he did as far as how he made other guys on the floor better when he was on the floor, like he made Christian put out this um, the, the stat that he improved every player's plus minus except for Goran Dragic's last year. Hmm. Like when he was on the floor, every single not, – not plus, the net rating. Every single player's net rating went up when they played with Justice Winslow. So that's his most tangible impact. Like I on yes on a great team full of Chris Boshes and Luol Dengs and all these guys yes <laughs> Justice Winslow as a rookie it's fun to just have him go out there scrappy stealing balls diving on the floor harassing people 
But on the team that they have right now, Justice Winslow's best, most impactful position is starting point guard because he proved last year. Like, I don't know what else the guy has to prove. He proved last year that he could run an offense. He's a playmaker. He plays at a pace that is actually perfect for Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't, like this whole idea of, like, run, run, run. Jimmy Butler is not a run, 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 high-paced type of player. No. Justice Winslow plays at a pace that goes really well with Jimmy Butler's game, and they just need to let him play that game. Like, let's I, – I, I'm getting I, – I hear the whole – I hear the Goron thing. I hear all this other stuff. I, I feel like just stop. This, Chris Paul, like, no. Let what a, what a good Win- take, Alf. Wow, I like this take. I agree with it. I've been working on it, dude. You're 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 awesome today. Even though you're tired, man, you're killing it. I agree. You should with all listen your to takes. Five on the Floor on the Five. Listen to Five on the Floor with Ethan and Alf. Look Alf, at that. You're missing, you're missing one very important part to your take. I think you should uh, try to add this to your your take right now. So you remember that Instagram picture with Justice and Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Now picture that as your starting backcourt. That's it. Well, it, Don't they look great every, together? Oh my if god! Fifty just, wins. They're like absolutely gorgeous. They're legit. My Very handsome TV. backcourt. Incredibly I mean, the, handsome backcourt. The most handsome backcourt in the league. I'm. I listen. I'm willing to say that it's the most handsome backcourt in the league. A few of us on this show use Harry's razors, and if you visit their website, you can check out all the different shave sets and face care products. You can join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to Harry's.com/bluewire. So why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry makes durable, quality blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. If you don't like your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted aromatic handle for easy grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip, and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade to cover your razor dry and easy on the go listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your offer and let them know i sent you to help support the show but i say but jimmy's starting at the three that's true yeah my bad is he oh, man. but well, you know christian said yesterday on the podcast envisioning <laughs> a a lineup of which when he said it, I, I thought about it. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Justice, Jimmy, Bam, Derek Jones Jr., and James Johnson. Like, the smallest guy on that floor is, is Justice Winslow. I don't, really, I don't really like that because... Defensively, that team would be a monster. Defensively, but I don't... I don't are you, are we really this. sold on Derek Jones Jr. as a solid defender? Like, yeah. isn't that more... I, I think that it's more like a mirage of, of whatever. Zone I think, he, I know, I think he's he wants taking to be strides a def- every year. I think the fact that he wants to be a good defender oh, with his athleticism, yeah, 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 yeah. he'll be a good defender. He, he's I, been, he's, he said a couple times in the summer that he wants to be a defensive player. You're a candidate. Good luck I, with all that. I don't see that. I don't see it. I don't see it. Either. Although I've, I've, I think what is to really look at a DJJ is the shooting. Cause I know that he really, really works on the corner three a lot at practice. He's always, he's the last one on the floor grinding, shooting the ball. So that's something I really want to see out of him, kind of shooting that corner three to help them a bit. Um, I, I Something I do want to get to before we talk more lineups and stuff to close the show is I found really interesting, especially with all these like NBA lists and all that stuff, kind of the coverage about Justice Winslow. Because now that we're, now there's all this Chris Paul trade talk and then people are writing about it, national people are writing about it. Zach Lowe obviously mentioned the Heat, so that, that kind of blew up. And I really... So did Kevin I've, O'Connor, by the way, today. Listen to the podcast. 
Ringer. The Shout Ringer NBA podcast had a good segment. We've a lot of podcasts today. We've mentioned yeah. LO, uh, LSO, Five on the Floor, yeah. Locked on Heat. This, this Wait, Chris what did Kevin Pollock, O'Connor the, say? Yeah, the, Ken O'Connor actually uh, had the Heat as his number three team in the East as well. Oh, lock it <laughs> People in. People are really getting ahead of themselves with the Heat as number three. Like, and he really, Why? he's really buying into the Heat making the deal for Chris Paul. He thinks he can oh make the. I think it's a done. Deal. I think it's a done deal. I mean, I know I don't know exactly when it'll. Oh, happen, wait, wait. We, we have we have order to this show. We will get to oh, Chris Paul. That's a first. To, to, yeah, we're, we're trying <laughs> yeah, to have order. We're trying <laughs> to be organized professional. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah, we're, we're we're getting old, man. We're we're getting into structure. We're falling into habits. Uh, Alf, to answer your question, I don't think their offense is going to be good enough to to be a top three seed. I think the defense is going to be really good. I have legitimate questions about the offense. Their offense has not been good for a long time. The only real upgrade is is Jimmy Butler, which is obviously a huge one. And depending on his, and I've said this on the show before, depending on his impact on the team, that's going to be how far this offense goes. Now, is Jimmy Butler going to raise them ten spots in offensive rating? Probably not. We're probably looking at. A, maybe a, a point or two in offensive efficiency help, which is obviously that goes a long way. But I do think that they're they have legitimate concerns about how many guys can shoot the ball, and I do think that they're while they do have a lot of continuity, they just threw in something that's going to completely change the way they play ball. So I Myers think the Leonard is the X factor. Myers Leonard is the X factor. Uh, Bam, I actually I think, do really I do believe that I do believe Myers Leonard is actually going to play uh, decent minutes this year and actually provide something. I really don't because I think they have a lot of bigs, and I do think that they're probably going to try wait, to go. Wait, small. wait, wait! Who? What bigs? What are you talking they about? They're going to. They're going to have Bam. Okay, but but Spol- they have three bigs. That's it but, on the whole team. Spo plays Kelly at the five, and Spo plays JJ at the five, and I do think we're going to see that at times. So then, where, so, so where? So where does Leonard play at the four? <laughs> He's going to play at the five. I'm just saying, but I'm. I don't think it's going to be what we had last year, where it's going to be a 50-50 split of Bam and Hassan. I, I don't think that's going to be that way. JJ do doesn't think, play the five, by the way. I do think that JJ's play five, and I. I do think that Kelly and he's not going to be playing the five with Kelly Olynyk. I think Kelly Olynyk and Myers Leonard are going to get the bulk of the minutes. Having a rough at the five. show today, man. Oh my god, we're going to get Yeah, what are you talking angle. about? They Jeez, have too I'm many having bigs. a rough ass show. You don't see the Chris their Paul front court is is bare as shit. They have no rebounding. I just want to get to Chris Paul, please. Oh my god. I wanted to talk about how people talk how, how the Who Justice Winslow sh- coverage is. We talk okay, about fine. Justice Winslow every show. When okay, do we get fine, to talk about Chris Paul? Talk about Chris Paul, Brian. Brian, spearhead this Chris Paul conversation that I don't want to have. All right, so Chris Paul, latest <laughs> He's Chris so Paul. Excited. He doesn't give a shit. Shams Sharania of the Athletic reported over the last couple of days that the Heat still have a level of interest in Chris Paul, despite the fact that they probably won't make a trade before training camp and before the season starts. What do you guys think about the possibility Heat still monitoring Chris Paul on the trade market, and what Ooh. would you be willing to give up, Marcus? Can if if big caveat, if Chris Paul was willing to waive the third year of his player option, are they allowed to do that? Well, no, they they can't, but they they can talk to him and, and kind of or have a wink. Rather, wink deal. they they could do something kind of similar to what Ryan Anderson did to make a trade happen to the Thunder, or not to the, not to the Thunder, uh, it was the Rockets to to the Suns, where he basically dropped down the guarantee on his deal, so he still kept the same cap hit, but his guarantee made it so that a team could cut him and save money on the cap if they didn't want him on that last year of his deal, which is what the Heat did this year. They right. really gotta they really gotta hope that that winner in OKC's cold this year. <laughs> I, I look I, I think I think Paul's not a, a bad addition for this team. Like I, I realize the concern would probably be that it would stagnate Justice Winslow if he's even a part <laughs> of this roster if you do make a move for Chris Paul. But 
I mean, he fits the M.O. of what this front office and Riley loves to do in acquiring oh, a superstar. I mean, he's so. a big name. Oh, well, I mean, he's a big name. You know, not to – it sounds like I'm self-promoting here, but, I mean, he did – he is working out with David Alexander. Yeah. Oh, yeah, day. please, 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 hype it up. No, that's, that's the reality. I mean, he's working alongside Dion. There's already a chemistry there. The, the fact that he knows this front office and this team because of his friendship with Dwayne goes a long way. I mean, LeBron, too, obviously. I mean, it just seems like a really, really natural fit for him to fit to go right seamlessly into Miami's roster. And my only concern is between the attitudes of both him and Jimmy as guys that are just so notoriously headstrong and how they're going to push everybody. I mean, that could be that could be a locker room that's constantly on edge. It's already going to be on edge even with just Jimmy. And now you add Chris Paul to the, to the why, mix. Why yeah. you and Bosch, Bosch mentioned that, actually. He said that there's going to be tension in the locker room. I just saw that. Be, I just scrolled yeah. past that. Yeah, well, it, here, but it's going to be good problem. tension, he said. Here are the actual problems, right? First of all, Chris Paul at what, – how old will he be in that 30 year? 37? Oh, 30, that 37, yeah. At 37 years old, he is not going to decline $44 million. Wait, wait, well, why not? I, if, if, hold on a sec. Sorry. Wait, wait, just, why would, wait, why, wait, how, David, would he, how would he ever make up $44 million at the end of his, because end of his some, career? Because for a guy like Chris Paul, honestly, knowing that he makes the kind of money he does off the court, I, I don't think it's always going to be about we, money. We always say that. It, David, de- it's it never actually pans dollars. out in real life. David, it's too much. It's too much. It's, like, it's an astronomical million dollars amount. It's at the end of a guy's career. And, and I think and, a guy and like Chris Paul other, is so interested and invested in his legacy. But this is not a championship him. contender. Like it's not like he's going to the. It could be if, like, if, could if he be. opts out and you add and you've got Jimmy on that roster and you add, let's say, Victor Oladipo or Bradley Beal in free Wait, agency. David, David, when he opts out when he's thirty six. Yeah, yeah. After his a, second a 36 year, thirty six year old injury prone Chris Paul. If that guy tears his ACL next year, opts out, and then uh-huh. now we got to give him what, like a three year, forty five million dollar contract to make up for the forty four million that he gave up. Yeah, and, and, and then he wins a, you, and he brings and you're going to build around 36-year-old Chris Paul, what, 33-year-old Jimmy Butler. and 27-year-old Bradley Beal, 28-year-old Bradley Beal. I mean, why, but why would they come here at that point? 27 years. And I don't even think you'll have the room for the, for Because Bradley for, Beal has a Dwayne and Udonis jersey hung up in his gym. Stay woke. Yeah, honestly, the, here's my problem. He's coming, Chris dude. He's Paul here. Will, He's fucking here. I don't think Chris Paul will ever give up that money, He's right? There. So you bring him in. The only way I'd bring him in and it, first of all, he's not giving up that money, so I would never bring him in. But if he's going to come in, you would need two first-round picks, and you could not give up a single asset. I'm talking, you give him the full poo-poo platter of just uh, Myers Leonard, Goran Dragic. No, they need James- a backup center. They have to take James Johnson. <laughs> James Johnson. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you have to give them that is going to ma- match the salary, but you give them nothing, you get back two first-round picks because – there's the, there's the same thing with the, the Russell Westbrook trade and the same thing with the John Wall trade and 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 even the Andrew Wiggins contract. All these supermaxes, nobody's taking these supermaxes without Griffin. significant. Like you, you have to give assets to get rid of these contracts. There's no way that the Heat think that a, a window of Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler for the next two years is going to contend for a championship because it's not because so you're hoping that at the end of Chris Paul's contract you can bring in a Bradley Beal to play with two old guys like he's not going to want to come here like I just think it's a, it's a terrible idea 
David, I think that you look at the Paul thing in the short term, and I think in the short term for next year, obviously it makes a ton of sense. But I do think that where Alpha and I have concerns is kind of their cap implications in the future, and then just the age. Like Jimmy's not my my thing with trading for Jimmy last year was the age. Is like how how is his timeline gonna match up with impending free agents and when they're when they're gonna have cap space, well, right? So hold on, who, who does that matter as much? Like we're looking at LeBron, and I know this is LeBron. We're Jimmy Butler's not LeBron, dude. Oh, you're right. I mean, but I, I understand that, but he's there's also younger one of, than LeBron, There's only right? one of and, LeBron. Okay, and I get that, man. And I understand that the, the Rich Paul factor has a significant part of this, but I, I still think I, I think there's appeal there. Like, I, I look, I'm looking at this right now. Any guesses as to how much his career earnings have been, Chris Paul's career earnings have been to this point? Like, if he just plays out, not even next season, what his career earnings Yeah, I was looking are. at his endorsement deals just to see how much he was making. He makes $8 million on endorsements each, each year. <laughs> He's made so far two hundred and twenty million dollars over the course of his career. He's going to make another what twenty five next year, or more? I don't even know. Oh what no, it was. he's oh, making. Sorry, let's see. Thirty eight. What am I talking about? So let, he's going to make thirty eight next season. 2019, 2020. 2020, 21, He's going to make another forty one. So he's going to cash in another. So what is that? Seventy nine million dollars, almost eighty million dollars. So he's going to have made three hundred million dollars over the course of his career. You don't think he can opt out? After two years there, no. and give up that forty-four million dollars at the chance to cement his legacy what are as the, a title winner. What are the examples of people that have done that? Because if there's a long list of people that have done that, I'd like to know. I just Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, that'd be impressive. No, 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 no. They came Dwayne, up Dwayne like gave like a couple here, million, four million there. Nobody's ever given up forty-five million dollars. I, mean, yeah, I get that. not at I, the end I of their get, career. I know. I I understand, but I think for and again, Chris Paul. Knowing that he has to prove himself as a title winner, or else all of his uh, all of his accomplishments over the the last what fifteen years of his career will mean nothing if he's not a title winner. He's not going to be another it's not like, Tom Malone or John Stockton. Et it's not like he's going going to the Warriors, or the Nets, or you know. But, the, but okay, he can compete in the Eastern Conference. Like we don't know what's going to happen with Giannis and 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 you know. Free that's a lot of maybes for forty four million dollars. Okay, like, you, well, you're, you're, like you're hitting me with maybe this, maybe that. Like if I'm giving up forty four million dollars, I need this to be like a damn sure thing. Gianni, what if what if chances. we were damn sure that the Heat could get Giannis in the summer twenty twenty one free agency? <laughs> okay. If All Chris right. Paul, opted I'm sure out. the Knicks were damn sure they can get Kevin Durant. Like there's no there's no such thing as damn sure in this league. Everything changes from one day to the next. Just, let's you let's know. play devil's advocate though. Kyrie was supposed to be a Nick. You know what I what mean? What are we? Like, what are we? One of these uh, Heat Instagram accounts? Like, yeah, for what, real. What we, we become doing? a Heat Instagram account. <laughs> like, I get it. Honestly, I get. It. I understand. I just feel like the only way you could do that move, with Chris Paul, is if you felt like you could win a title in the next two years. That's the only and way you do. Think, it. Like, I don't think they, they can. No, like, not the next you, two, but the next three, if they are able to no, do something in twenty twenty one. How are you dude, stretching he can't Chris even Paul's survive. career out? Yeah. He can't play a full season right now. I think he can. I think he was, you know, utilized badly in Houston, and I think it's going to be a lot more comfortable for him as the lead playmaker on, on this roster. Like, I think he would fit the role so that he's had over the course of his career. responsibility for, an old, gu- no, for no. an old guard? You well, more... he wouldn't have to score. It wouldn't have to be the kind of sitting around waiting for James Harden to take a Wait, shot why and then he have, you take a shot. Why, if, if, why wouldn't he have to score on this team? <laughs> They're going to need it. If you're gonna have, if you're, if we're giving up guys like Justice Winslow and if we're oh, I don't think you give waiters and Goran Dragic, I don't think they would give up Justice. I, I think they'd be willing to. I think Riley would be willing to take on Chris Paul and, and not give up on Justice, or or at least you know, and you know what? Actually, I think they would be willing to give up on Justice. And but you can keep Tyler Hero, you can keep whoever else. You got Jimmy on there. You keep Bam, obviously, and you got two first round picks, or at least a first rounder, maybe a second rounder. So 
I have a question about the trade that would that would be put together because it would have to be centered around Goron because you're going to need the salary to match up. Sure. Now, Goron and Leonard, book it. No, but is You'd have is to give it worth both. is it worth getting off Goron's salary when Bradley Beal could demand a trade? No. Right? Cuz I mean, if if Brad Beal sa- if if a if Brad Beal or another disgruntled younger star says I want out of here, what Miami has is a unique ability to put together a bunch of money in expiring deals and Winslow and a pick. Right, so they need with, with Paul, they lose the ability to get in the game for any star. So, are you going to cash your chips for Chris Paul, or are you going to see what can come later on in the season? Because, as we know, I mean, look, Detroit got Blake Griffin out of nowhere. Bradley Beal could want out of there. So much happens in the league that guys can become available. Look, Kyrie just left do the Celtics know, for nothing. You know what trade I would I would much rather do? What I'd much rather do John Wall and Bradley Beal. Oof. Yeah. Why, wait, 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 wait. If Bradley, Be- if Bradley Beal is the 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 uh, the gold at the end of the rainbow here, if you could say, if you go to the Washington Wizards, if Bradley Beal wants to get out of there, and now they're, basically they're capped, like to make that work, it's just like it's a, no. Like, listen, near, listen, nearly impossible. Listen, if Bradley Beal wants to get out of there, and he's like, I I want to get out of here. I'm done, blah, blah, blah. And you could sit there and say, okay, we'll take John Wall off your hands. We'll take Bradley Beal. We'll give you back expiring contracts so you can start to rebuild and maybe a first-round pick. But they're not going to have enough players. Why not? For those two contracts? Alf, that, that John Wall contract's enormous, and they're hard cap, so They, they have to give take... up almost $100 million just to make this match. Yeah, they, they just they they they're not gonna. For have what John bodies. Wall and Brad, Bradley Beal? They're they're hard cap. The hard cap makes it complicated because then they can't even sign they players. Give them everybody. That. I don't give a shit. Except for Justice and Bam and Hero. Th- th- yeah, all the, those. The issue well, with that is I, that I think Bam would be the only one they could keep. Justice would be gone too. Yeah. Like no, I don't just, like that. Then I take <laughs> that back. If right, they so can figure out, Paul? I would do. Huh? We're back on Chris Paul then. No, I'm not. I don't want Chris Paul either. Listen, I'm team. Wait, wait. What they got? What they? The Goron contract is valuable. Some for actually Dallas backing out of the deal was perhaps a blessing in disguise because they were going to cash out Goron and they were not going to have that big deal to move for something better. So I like well, it. Cost them a pick because they had to. Wish they reroute. made up game back for Chris Paul. Light years. Light years. I, I'll say. I'll say this. I, I oh, think- they could probably get their own pick back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it won't. It won't. It won't be Bradley Beal until try to sign. I think it'll be Victor Oladipo. To be honest with you. Mm. No, I, I really think. I think. I think Oladipo wants to play here, and there are people in Indiana that are legitimately concerned about him already wanting to play in Miami. Like they see that in the horizon, and he's. I haven't he's heard this, of- David. Are we, are we getting a scoop? Breaking news: Pacers folks are concerned about Oladipo and his interest. He's another Wait, DBC Pacers client. Fans of people in the Pacers like. People at Pacers organization. Yeah, oh, okay. David Pacers. Ramil of Forbes and Locked On reporting that maybe Oladipo? Question mark. No, yeah, I mean, look, his his loyalty to Dwayne Wade. His, you know, he's already a trainer. He it's trains true. at DBC Fitness too. I mean, it's oh, it's. Look at that. There, there are lots of connections there already. To the Would you say who doesn't train at DBC Fitness? <laughs> Not everybody. A few guys do. But, yeah. Would you Would you say there are tea leaves, David? Would you describe this as tea leaves? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're at tea leaves. We've upgraded the tea leaves. Um, so what would it cost to trade for Victor Oladipo right now? Well, he's a free agent in 2021, right? So I, I don't know that well, they... I think they... I, I honestly, I don't think they can wait to 2021, in my opinion. They don't get opinion. off time. They, they have to I don't make think a trade they have and enough get time. the I don't, think, I don't think Jimmy's window is that mm-hmm. wide open. 
which is why they'll go after Chris Paul this year. No, go after Victor Oladipo. Like, the Pacers are going to suck. They lost that – one of those Bogdanoviches. I found out there's more than one. Yeah, they, yeah they they're brothers. A, they're brothers. That, Bojan, that, team, Bojan that team's going to be really, really weird because we don't even know when Oladipo's going to be healthy and back, and he, when he comes back, he's probably not even going to be right. Yeah, but they threw a lot of money at Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, Jeremy Brogdon. Lamb. I mean, they're, they're, they've, ah. got, they've got Miles Turner – they are going to be ripe for a rebuild any day now. Let me. I will say something about, and I think that uh, I don't know who. If Myers Leonard has, got embarrassed by that. Uh, not Myers Leonard. Uh, what's the name? Miles, Miles Turner, Turner. Got Miles embarrassed Turner. by that J- Japanese guy that G loves. Rui Hachimura. <laughs> I, I was big on him, man. I, I thought he was going to be a, a good player. I know? think they he is going to be a good player. They were also down fifty at that point. Yeah, we we had we had somebody on our podcast that basically tore him apart and and just kind of negated everything that Rui can do on the floor by saying he has absolutely no feel whatsoever and he'll never be a competent NBA player. Listen, we'll, we'll see. Buy that. He's no Casey Akpala. <laughs> he's he's probably he's probably going to be in Sioux Falls for most of the year, right? Yeah. Why don't we talk more about Casey Akpala? I guess because no one's actually seen him play. In he's he's going to be in Sioux Falls all year. <laughs> yeah, I think we just went over that. He's uh, he's, he's I I'm I'm. I think this year for them, and like looking at looking at how the league has gone, like I think I don't know who's has anybody read the Mitch Kupchak um, interview that he gave recently? I've heard about no. it. I've, I've heard bits and pieces. Not yeah, uh... it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I but didn't the even thing read that... David's article in preparation for this podcast. Uh, who cares about you, Al? <laughs> hey, but listen, I retweet. I every time I see you write an article, I retweet that shit. All right, Thank I, you. I listen, support David. Yeah, <laughs> we retweet locked on more than we should. Okay, because we love you guys. Well, we're we're fucking awesome. What we're can di- I say? You're direct competitors. Before Ethan came around, it was just you and me. It was just yeah. us. <laughs> that was it. Five on the floor, bitches. Yeah, we got a third one. And we don't have room for another heat podcast. Like if another heat podcast comes in, we the three of us have to come in and like squash that. <laughs> we have to run this horrible capitalistic empire of podcasts. Like we're just Verizon, AT and T, and and uh, Sprint. T Mobile. Sprint Oof. sucks. I don't know. It's just the name of phone companies. We have we have a, our little trinopoly. Um, so kind of going back to the mid thing, the thing that stuck out to me was how they really said that there was nothing of substance offered for Kemba Walker for a half a year rental of Kemba, which makes sense, right? Uh, so that's why I think that, but they lost him for nothing and it was a disaster. And I do think that teams are going to start looking at situations like that, situations like Kyrie. And uh, when you're not contending for a title like the Raptors with Kawhi or with Durant with the Warriors, I think the teams are really going to consider looking moving guys a year and a half early, which Beal. is Beal, stuff like that. Because you look at what's happening to these other franchises, and then they roll the dice, and then they just get burned. And then eventually you have to say to yourself, well, I need to get something in return. So if you can get cap space, tax relief, picks And then for they a end guy, up with, like the Raptors with Kyle Lowry as their best player. Siakam. But, um, <laughs> so, hopefully. Get to All your right. point. No, that, that's my point. That, that was the point. He's just that, saying that that, that teams he, are going to look to do this early when we've looked around the league with very recent examples as last year. And Mitch Chubb kept saying there was nothing good for a half year rental of Kemba. So then I also it, don't believe anything Kupchak says. Oh, I don't said, either. But I mean, <laughs> Dude, he was completely blindsided by Kemba Walker making an all NBA team. I mean, really? Yo, I mean, I'm, way, to, way to have faith in your guy, too, by the way. Like, Jesus Christ. Like big confidence for your star blindside, like oh, we we didn't think he was going to need that much money. We didn't think he was going to be that good. It's like, come on, what team did you just take over? You know what? 
It's unbelievable. He, I, I mean, he's been an episode. The for smartest so long, thing right? the Hornets ever did was not give that fucking contract to Kemba Walker. No, though. but you thought, wait, but they gave know? it to Terry Rozier instead. I mean, that's worse. Oh, I mean, it wasn't for the same length, right? But or you the know, same amount. Alf, you know what the really funny part about? I actually this don't know is. what the hell they gave. What did they give Terry Rozier? They gave the number three jersey, fifty-four million. Would you know who so, used to wear it? Chris Paul. Wait, who? Wait, wh- shut up, Brian. What? Is, what was the? <laughs> What was the contract that they gave him? He's like twenty five million years. I, I can't believe I'm going to Spotrek to look at. Wait, Terry wait, Rozier no, they didn't give him twenty five. No, it was like fifty something, I think. Let's see, Terry Rozier. He is. Um, I feel like David knows this off the top of his head. No, I'm looking at it, three years, fifty seven million. Yeah, I, I was. For right. what? For Terry Rozier? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! So, okay, I take it back. That's not the smartest thing they've ever done. The best. The best. Well, part that of- is the smartest thing they've ever done, and they followed up with the dumbest thing they've ever done. The the funny part about Holy what they shit. what they did was the Hornets were one of the teams that was banging. And this is a this is a point that Amina Hassan made. The Hornets were one of the teams that was banging the table for the supermax to be able to keep their stars right. at the at, at and and the funny thing is is that Kemba Walker was the star they had on the roster when they were advocating for this rule. So they're like fighting for this rule so that we could keep our stars when they had Kemba Walker on the damn roster. And then when it came to keep them, they didn't even want to give him the money. Yeah, because yeah. what are you, you, you going to do with Kemba Walker part. making that much money? But no, also, they've, but... they've watched John Wall, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins. They've, they've seen what happens with these supermaxes. It's a fucking death knell for your team. I've been surprised how many have been moved. I mean, Blake Griffin moving, getting moved was surprising. Like I thought that that was a contract that they might not be able to get off of. Was that uh, Chris a super Paul got or? moved. Westbrook got moved. Uh, Blake Griffin, I think, got supermax. But Chris Paul got moved for another shitty contract. Yeah, I'm saying. But like the fact that that these guys were unmovable. I remember when uh when um that that like a unmovable contract used to be like twenty million or something, and now it's like the the, the numbers are astronomical. But it used to be James Jones. No, who was the Not guy? James it was Jones, J- James, uh, Johnson. James Johnson. That's what I was thinking. I was trying to remember the name <laughs> when James Johnson and Atlanta James Johnson's got moved. James a fucking deal at this point. Terry Has he signed Rozier, yet? Three years, fifty-seven million. If he gets signed before ass. Melo, I think Melo has a legit case. Jesus. There's Ooh. collusion on Melo. If 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 Joe Johnson gets signed before Melo, I'm willing he's to buy. Him he's to them. Inside. He's oh, signed. he he's, is. Yeah, he's with the Detroit Pistons. Oh, dude, I, I think I think I'm in on the Melo conspiracy. Yeah, they cut like, Bre- they cut Michael Beasley for him. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, made official. I think like three weeks ago. Um, but yeah, but the, the 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 problem is no, I don't think it's necessarily collusion. I, I think it's, I mean, it's realistic. Like we had Joe Johnson on the roster even as an older veteran, and I think he he's more of a we, guy who's we David really, we what we the uh, Heat yes we dad yeah, David's a fan. Let's go. <laughs> Joe Johnson lost us a playoff series. Yeah, then that's that was, but, three, that was like four years old. Us, though. credential reporter Alvin David Ramil, we and us. You're right. You're right. That I'm was not a mistake. That was okay, mistake. I'm, a, I'm not a reporter. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm fan. a credentialed fan. I'm a credentialed fan. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. That that bi- unbiased media is the biggest crock of shit ever. Obviously, I mean, I'm unbiased media. I'm a Raptors <laughs> fan. I cover the Heat. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. No, anyway, I mean, Joe Johnson was playing regularly. I think he's a better fit in Detroit, too. Like, I mean, Carmelo, he's just not willing to – he's not willing to be a bench player. How do we know that? Because he said so. Would he he still views himself at this point? You think that if somebody's like – No, he still thinks of himself as a starter. He he does. I don't believe that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he still thinks that he's a capable, high-level scorer. He's not willing to take a bench role. He can be Jamal Crawford. (laughs) 
Is he still Who? in the league? Is he still with Phoenix? No, he's he's uh he's uh without a contract right now. I yeah, think he's looking. I think he wants to join Miami. Yeah, somebody looked at his net rating. Was like, holy shit. <laughs> He retweeted my Dion piece. I think it's because he uh, he wants to be a member of the Heat, to be honest with you. Oh, he followed oh. Christian Hernandez, too. That's right. Yeah, that's another, that's, that's another thing, too. <laughs> what, so what is I, he I think, doing? What, is Jamal Crawford angling for he, He's cozying he up to heat, heat blockers? Yeah, heat, heat media, so he can, yeah, quote, unquote, heat media. <laughs> wait, so. wait till he sees Christian's tweets about his net rating. Like, Oh, my God. Jamal Crawford can score 50 points and make you lose by 25. 